one needs the seas to be wetter We don't need all our cheese to be cheddar Our only needs to get better And better and better and better Hey everyone! <laughs> it's me, Jessica Jake, and of course I'm here with Shauna August and we're just going to keep meeting and talking about cool stuff together and so I know that Shauna was a speaker at a really important suicide prevention conference and I haven't caught up with her since then so I definitely want to hear all about that and whatever else it is you're up to. Yes thank you for having me back this is awesome I love our chats they're they're so uplifting and informal and super funny. Like we get to share some laughs together. So thank you. I'm glad to be back. So yeah, what has been up with me? Uh, my main focus since the last time we met was the suicide prevention conference here in Boston, Norwood more specifically on the side that I'm on. And Unfortunately, I did not get to attend all the workshops that I wanted to um, just because like life, children, just a bunch of stuff. And um, yeah, just life, like everybody's like living life and things are happening. Uh, but I did have the amazing opportunity to present and I presented a workshop that I created as a signature workshop called The Selfish Shift from Lack to Love. And it was a really powerful workshop and space to be in with the attendees. So it was a two day uh, conference, right? And so like the first day was like the heavy stuff, you know, the statistics and, you know, all that, the deaths, um, oh gosh. Just thinking about it, um, it just, you know, it, it, it saddens your heart just to think about how high the rate of suicide is, right? And so it was all the heavy stuff, the um, the research, you know, just all the data and things like that the first day. And so the second day and the second, the second half of the second day was all about like kind of decompressing from all that information and like recentering. And that is the center of the work that I do, you know, um, confidence and wellness that's very important to me uh and knowing that that is how we best operate through life to be in that space of caring for ourselves and so i had the amazing opportunity to use that space to like help everyone decompress from all the information that was given and the impact was amazing. The attendees, like they showed me so much love and said how much it meant to them to go from, you know, the real life things that are going on, the unfortunate things that are going on in people's lives in regards to suicide, whether you're a suicide survivor, whether you have been touched by it through a family member and lost, and uh, or whether you're just like in the work because you're passionate about it to going to like, how do you like recenter, ground yourself and recharge, right? So I had that opportunity to be in on, on the side of helping people recharge, which is ultimately what we want to do anyways to help prevent suicide. So it's really nice uh, and, and a beautiful space to be in. That's great. Wow. Congratulations. 
so so many emotions I could imagine right going in there and yeah. Uh, yeah both that's the hearing it all and taking it all in and the gravity of that and then um being the speaker or the facilitator of the workshop with all eyes on you and right and oh, yeah. the, the excitement slash uh, nervousness and um oh, yeah. I'm so happy I'm not surprised but I'm so happy that people uh, welcomed you with open arms and loved what you you, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's so cool and so from there you're doing the have a heart right um is yeah. that the um so I have a campaign that I've started I started this campaign like two years ago and I didn't like do a great job of like launching it because I was like new to like starting my business I didn't know what I was doing but I knew I had a passion for this and I just had like this miraculous what to me was a miraculous idea I was like mm, I should start a street campaign called I give a heart and really it's these these amazing cards that I have so this is one that I wrote and didn't give it's kind of I had to rewrite it so this is just these little cards these heart-shaped cards gold embellishment and on the back it just tells you like what the campaign is about and it's really, um, so it's I Give a Heart, a spread love campaign, very close to my heart. I love to just uplift people. I love to put a smile on their face. I love to just see, I don't love to see people in a down space, but it's an extra challenge to see someone who may be going through something and to acknowledge them and to bring them joy and to share love with them. So I love doing that. And um, that's kind of where this campaign came from, just my my love of sharing and giving love. And so my the acronym for it is, well, it's L-U-V. So my whole idea is instead of spreading love, L-O-V-E, I'm spreading L-U-V. And it's love unconditionally is vital. And so it's all about making sure that I can reach touch touch somebody who can touch somebody else with this love that I have inside of me because we all know that energy doesn't die and how high it vibrates is so impactful and if we can get the collective together to you know share love like that is some powerful stuff so this campaign is really about me asking people to support me in my mission to spread love because I know in my lifetime I will not get a chance to hug every single soul on this earth and so if I can't directly hug you touch you have a conversation with you it'd be like my heart's joy to through others that I am sharing love with for them to pay that forward and just to kind of like domino effect that out and so, yeah, that's my campaign. Um, it's on my website. I have like apparel for it just so, you know, you're, you're wearing it. People get curious, like, what's that? When I originally created the apparel, um, I had a lot of people like, oh, my God, that's so nice. You know, because I designed the, I got the logo for the campaign myself. And so, you know, it'll get people curious. So maybe they'll want to support and whether you choose to support or not in terms of like buying apparel, if you can just take the message and share that forward. So just doing an act of kindness, 
you know, whatever that is for you is really the idea. Obviously, I love for people to support, you know, and buy apparel that would, um, you know, promote it even more. But just within your heart and in the space that you're in, if you can just do something nice for somebody, say something nice to somebody, that is it. And in hopes of encouraging them to do the same. That's really cool. Do you ever use um, uh, use it with kids too? I have. You know, funny, I haven't. I've been thinking so much about doing things with children and trying to figure out how to do that, especially since I do have two young children of my own. And a lot of times, like I, I think about because they they have autism. So I'm like, how do I work in that realm of dealing with children with different abilities and parents with children with different abilities? But um Kids are like the most loving beings, right? They're like the closest to the creator. They're at their happiest, most joyful. They're they're still in their most innocent, almost like unimpacted, uninfluenced state right now. Um, Well, my children are five turning six. So I feel like between like, probably like, I guess zero, um, newborn till about like seven I feel like they're so fresh when it comes to sen- to showing love and how they do it is so genuine it'd be amazing to like see how this would this would pay how they could like move this uh, mission forward so easily like who's gonna say no <laughs> to a child you know you're like oh they're so like cute a little handwriting and probably like a little like drawing on it looks like they'd have room to do something with that um I love that yeah that's sweet I love that yeah I um I'm looking to get a vendor's license to sell things with my daughter I have um so I have twins but my youngest uh she is like a people person she is a superstar she wants to greet everybody hug and like she's like the definition of like pure love like it is her And I was like, you know, I could get her to understand, like, be like more, like have a a baby business mind, but also like spread love. And then also just like create a little savings for her. So she like understands the value of money and just teach her a lot of things through her own natural talents. And I'm like, I have a, I have a logo and everything for my children. And, um, or like a a business, it's an unofficial business, but I'm like, she'd be the perfect one, like child to like push this mission forward without like actually being like, push this mission, like let her do things she loves, but knowing that she's still spreading love. So yeah, I I gotta, I gotta try to like take your idea and see what we can make of that. Seeing how weird my hair is being and it's I don't know if it's going to be you look great <laughs> I I love that you're you're encouraging that in your kids it's so important a they're already seeing you modeling it but why why not do something when you're young too um especially with such a big heart I I heard the phrase I didn't make it up like love amplifier actually um Shaman Doric always talks about amplifying love, amplifying love, call it back to love, call it back to love. And so as I think about business and careers, one of the things 
I like talking to people about is super conscious leadership. So you're like, now I say maybe soul centric leadership. So it kind of resonates better or even heart centric, but really about like what you're saying, like really being connected to everything. And if you have a business, how is it amplifying love in the world? And so then I'm thinking as I was preparing to like, well, just being excited to talk to you, I'm like, of course, she's the love spreader. And I'm the one who's like, amplify love, amplify love and um, all of that. And, And if our kids are doing something and I like that you said you take the cues from her what how she wants what she wants to do and it's crazy like even the design stuff um if if the little kids are making something and put it on red bubble or somewhere and and I would love that I saw so many things my sister's kids made like hanging on the wall and I was like I want that I want to frame it like it's just so beautiful Mm -hmm. and it, it busts our hearts wide open too when we see it. The kids made this. There was a, a hotline. It's probably still out there. The school got overwhelmed because the kids made, um, it's like dial up for this press one, for that press two, for this press three, for this press four. And they were all motivational messages from little kids like in their voices. And so- Oh my God. I know, like so what <laughs> mini viral they were like we can't pay for all these calls because I guess whatever behind the scenes automation was happening there Mm -hmm. Um, but I hope it I hope they got some donors because again it was just the cutest the cutest thing in the world and um yeah I'd love to see what she's putting together it's easier now more than ever to have a turnkey store or yeah WooCommerce on WordPress or um Shopify or whatever it is Wix or this or that yeah. and, or just put it up somewhere where they're printing it on demand the red bubble is interesting because it it'll take your design and slap it on anything that its resolution will allow so I've uploaded yeah. things that were high res and it's like would you like the shower curtain no that's you <laughs> know <laughs> she could have that satisfaction of like doing it if it was, it was in a design sense or um yeah. she's more she'd be out there in front of people and and um so just- I like I thought about like a table right and so now you're like really you know turning my wheels because like my website it's just, it's the same thing in, in in terms of like apparel like you upload your design whatever it is you want and you can put it on like anything practically. And so I didn't think of that. Like I just literally, cause I'm all about like connecting with people, being able to like touch them. Yeah. And so everything's nice to do it digitally, right? But then I'm like, who would not, like if you've seen my daughter, like even people like when she'll come in while I'm in a meeting and they'll hear her voice and they're just like, oh my God, she sounds like the sweetest. Like if you get a, like a piece of her and then you really see her, she really is the sweetest. She's so kind. She's so nice. She's so helpful. And I'm like, let's get a table. Let's sit outside somewhere where there's a lot of traffic. People are going to attract you because she's just adorable. You know, not, not just because she's my kid. Like I do take pride that I made a beautiful (laughs) human being, 
but she really is just so adorable. She's one of those kids that has the energy that you gravitate towards. And then she's so social. And so I'm like, imagine her just making people's day. Like someone who's just walking by, minding their business, focused on whatever, or maybe they're not in a great space and you can like see it on their face. She, if she calls out to you, I, you dare not ignore her because <laughs> she's just trying to make you smile. She'll literally be like, are you okay? Do you want a hug? Like she's that person and I love that about her and I'm like I need to put her out there because we'll be in the car we'll be like driving I'm not driving somewhere like walking somewhere and she's saying hi to everybody and I'm like that's what she enjoys doing like I don't want to force my children to do something that you know they're not into you know you have to make sure they go to school so uh you know I I do have to like push that but they actually enjoy it so that's a plus but I'm like I want her to do something she loves. You know, I don't want to feel like she's like this, like she's marketing for me, <laughs> you know, like child labor, like, no. So it's, so it's, it's helpful or it's amazing that, you know, what I'm doing, she naturally loves to do as well without even knowing really she's, she's not even clear about it. It's just in her being, it's a part of her essence. And so I'm like, Hmm, but then here you are talking about like, you know, I can put some of her stuff on online and that would also be cool for her to like say like, yeah, I had a website, you know, as a child, I have products that you can buy, check me out. Um, scan, scan this QR code with your phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's, it's so, it's just thinking about it. I'm like, it's a lot that could happen you know, and, and what she could learn from being almost six years old now. So like her teen years and say like, I had an early start and early exposure. Yeah. You know? So thank you. Cause now I have some things like floating around. I love it. You were saying the child labor, I, I'm guilty as charged. I, it's hard. <laughs> it's so funny because I, I got, I got asked to do like art for like it was just a, a weird, um, I'll just tell the story. So I was always good at math. And at some point, someone wanted me to review um, practice test questions as a subject matter expert to, it was like for, I don't know, SAT, GED, so something like this. And one time I sent back an, a, an image of a triangle like for this tree with the shadow because the, the way they made it you couldn't tell where the numbers went and so I wrote back and I was like this diagram should look more like this and I had made it in photoshop at the time which is not what a professional illustrator would use but I just want to give them the idea of like label it like this you know so you could they could tell because there's something like with the way the shadow went and there was some kind of extra line in there and, and their numbers you just had no idea what's going on so about a month later someone calls me up and she's like, oh, I heard you do graphics. Will you do a mechanical and spatial aptitude test book? And so you don't say no to these things. I could get lost walking from my house to the corner store. But I was like, OK, so let me understand the project. How much um, time do I have to work on it? Oh, you need it by then. I'm going to need a team. And they're like, well, you know what? You could project manage the whole thing. And you'll check all the work, like you do the art yourself or hire other people or a mix and just send it back to us all quality checked and everything. 
And that was actually my first foray into being a project manager, which I had no idea that was even a job. Um, but I told my friends who I knew one was in architecture school, <laughs> basically anyone's going to be better at 3D than me. <laughs> I said, like, I'm going to take the easiest questions, all the 2D questions. This is why you're both here. You're going to do the 3D <laughs> ones. Because it was like these crazy shapes. What does it look like when you rotate it? Like, that's no joke. So, so we did that. Everyone was happy, but I even had my kids make art for it because I figured they could point out and be like, I did this. Um, I and then one time I booked myself uh, and I wasn't going to be able to finish some work or I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to. So I told my daughter, it's like, hey, I need to go away this weekend. I was getting paid $10 a graphic. So it's like, whatever you get done, you could just keep the money. And I showed her Adobe Illustrator. Uh-oh, we're in trouble now. This is Rebecca. Time for yummies. This is a reminder. Time for yummies. Time for yummies. Love that. I showed her Adobe Illustrator one, two, three. I thought she was going to have to call me a million times while I was away. No, I come back, she finished them all and they were perfect because these were math graphics. So if it said like 45 degrees, it had to be for, I used to check her work. They realized I don't need to check her work. Um, yeah. So there's so many projects. I just was like, my team's going to do it. <laughs> I gave it to my kids. But she ended up going to architecture school um, and doing all these things like based on that. But when I look back, I was like, yeah, that was actually child labor. She must've been like 13 or 14, but. But she, did she enjoy <laughs> it? Did she enjoy yeah. it? Yeah, I'm and sure she, she got paid. So, okay. I, <laughs> I don't know if that makes a difference, but I'm like, if they're enjoying it, that it's, it's much different, I think. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's just I funny. Know. It's you know, funny. It's, it's, so you have not. I just gonna get, I'm just going to get a little. I should have. I, I thought of shutting her off. Um, Time for yummies. I love that. Is that Alexa? Yes, of course. When I call my sister, she's like, I guess her music's going. And she's like, Alexa turn off and I'm like oh hey girl tell Alexa I said hi <laughs> <laughs> I love it if I'm talking in class and we talk about the the internet of things and I'm like everybody has an Alexa and then like everyone's Alexas go off <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, See, I wish you could name rename her right mine has the British accent now I don't know if you noticed she's, she's got a different accent I don't have Excellent. a pun. What do you call a pair of banana peels on the floor? Slippers. What? what do you call? Oh wait. my God. She's so funny. Here, wait, we'll do it again. Alexa, repeat. What do you call a pair of banana peels on the floor? Slippers. What? Oh, I love that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have Alexa. Um, yeah, I have not adopted Alexa. I, I have my own, <laughs> my own fears. <laughs> I know people that, yeah. And I let it be the um, creepy listening version where it's like, oh, it, it, like, <laughs> it's like a helpful feature that it will, um, 
just be listening for key phrases supposedly oh my god she'll just talk to me um but yeah I know I know people who are just like are you crazy they're spying on you they're like all this so <laughs> I'm off whatever people want to do I'm all for it and listen they're listening regardless of if you have Alexa or not my phone literally pops up like it's asking it's listening to me and like I didn't get that and I'm like I I, I yell at my phone I'm like, I wasn't talking to you you're no <laughs> and then she'll repeat it back to me on my phone it's called Bixby but oh, um, okay. <laughs> I have an Android and I'm just like y'all it if they're listening and they want to spy, it's happening. There's nothing we can do, whether it's through Alexa, our phones, our laptop, whatever. But I think if I had Alexa, I'd be definitely having conversations with her. I'd yeah, I'd be- want to have better conversations <laughs> with her. Like, I I know that the, the AI, it's a serious concern, the concerns that they have um, about it, like being used for you know bad actors using it for scams and what have you or whatever else could go wrong but it's also if we're not using it for good then we're just sitting out the game right so I've been playing around with all kinds of stuff um from some of my blog posts you'll notice are like chat gpt and me Uh, but it's so fun because I could say like hey combine post leadership with uh which is a really cool like party uh host analogy to being a leader so if you're teaching someone new to be a leader it's like yeah. be a host leader it's like a party and they feel like ooh, you know not like oh my god you're asking me to lead yeah. um, and it's like like servant leadership like plus plus so it's like well as a host sometimes you're the one who's the bouncer at the door and other times you're partying with the guests and other times you're waiting to swoop in and it has this whole analogy uh and and so I was just like and they have I think it's six roles and four rooms that you talk about in this host leadership and I'm like well here's a guiding principle from something totally different be a diligent respectful and caring steward and I was just like tell me how this guiding principle is used in all the um, roles of a host. And not only did it write exactly what I wanted and say like, you're a diligent steward when you do this, like for each role, it is like, and host leadership also has four rooms. And it went on, it like on its own accord. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So you could prompt, we just have to get good at prompting I'm learning and playing with the, the images where you just say imagine and you say like a photorealistic picture of a I did this one a photorealistic picture of a Pomeranian and a Chihuahua in an airplane flying over Times Square and it makes you that it's so fun oh wow I love that that is super cool I mean, it's not like perfect. Sometimes you say things and they give you like something completely ridiculous, but it makes it makes it even more fun when they do it wrong. The, the epic yeah. fails are kind of funny. Um, so, so yeah. So there's just so much out there. It's so much coming, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of been where I've been going these days for like that was my Sunday it's like eight dollars a month to sign up for 
mid journey i think it's called either i guess it's called mid journey okay um where you typed in like these image prompts and it's just like with under 60 seconds it's like this beautiful they give you four options and like wow this is i love that this is talk, talk about this um leadership perspective like having the perspective of leadership being a part like being a party host yeah. I love that it takes like so much pressure off of the yeah. thought all right so let's do this um so first of all so it's Mark Mercurgal and I think the woman's name was Helen I forget her last name so if there's a book I think it's called like um it's called host leadership but it might have something in there like the new roles or something and so there's um, just like when you're having a party, there's the initiator, like, oh, I have an idea. <laughs> Let's have a party. Um, then the inviter. So giving those invitations out. Space creator. And I like this because he acknowledges it's not just the physical space, but also the mental space. Yeah. And then the connector, like, you're like, hey, Theodore, meet Bella. You guys both like yummies. I think you'll be friends, you know, um, so <laughs> connector. And then the co-participator is when you're, you get to have fun at your own party. Yeah. And so it, it opens itself up. So you love facilitating and there's such a good community around it. Like if you were to just be like in Boston, like I'm going to run a workshop at my library on who's leadership. And like you let people make the associations for themselves right and they'll facilitate like I I had to do a training where I was supposed to train one thing up in LA and it turned out the internet wasn't working so the HR guy was just like hey do you have anything else you could tra train them on and I was like why sure and, and I, did, I did a disc training and then um I, I was he's like do you have anything else you could train them on I'm like oh sure and so I did host leadership and so these were brand new employees who never met their manager and so I was like well so how do you think you know your manager is um going to show up as a gatekeeper you know and then they're like oh well he'd be gatekeeping when da 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 and they just they just come up with it and so it's great and so there's um I know there's there's those, those roles. And also we have two moves as a host leader. They always think about leaders like going forwards and he made a good point. It's like, we move forward and we move back, right? Like, so two moves is like taking that action but also taking that time to reflect. Um, and mm. so um, and so it's just, it's just really nice. And it's really, I mean, even if I forget and when I was teaching them, cause it was funny, I had a little, pen drive on me so I, I just happened to have a million powerpoints in there and I was like oh this will be good um and I I I didn't even know what they were because I picked out these beautiful you ever see a powerpoint it's like beautiful images and they're so much nicer than death by powerpoint bullet by bullet well it was so <laughs> I completely forgot um <laughs> I forgot what they were but it's like you know what that's good enough right if someone's standing up on a balcony or whatever it was and they're just you know we still could have a conversation about it with the analogy so it's less about memorizing it like so perfectly um and so yeah so I think um Oh, four positions. Let's see what that is. <laughs> I should know this. I was I actually did, I was asked to speak in Munich um, at a host leadership conference. Wow. All right. So 
the four positions are in the spotlight with the guests in the kitchen is where you do the planning and everything and then um sometimes they call it in the gallery but i think they changed it to on the balcony so it's like when you're watching everything but you could swoop down either when you see you're needed or at a pivotal point like oh we're gonna light the candles oh better get down there you know that kind of mm -hmm. stuff um so it's just great and, and you i mean i don't know why i'm so i'm thinking about kids 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 like you can even do this with kids and and your know, future leaders of the world. I love that. Um, because I think, at least from what I've learned, you're like always, it's like you, you're, do, I'm doing all of those pieces in a sense, right? But, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, like I definitely have to take a look at this book, but um, it makes me think like you can do you can do all roles or you can do one and you can still be a great leader regardless. Like, are you choosing what type of leader you are based on these four different positions or are you multi are you juggling all of them simultaneously? I love that question because I think they all have to be accounted for, but delegate, 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 right? Um, some of it for sure, right? So I'm not, I'm not sure which ones you'd want to still hold near and dear as the, the one leader, you know, but as you delegate the leadership responsibilities to other people, right? Um, like I'm maybe not the best bouncer, so I'd probably just delegate that to someone else. Um, but yeah, those are good conversation points because the other thing I noticed in sharing this is people will realize what they gravitate towards and feel comfortable doing and where they're like oh yeah I don't like doing that um and do you have to do that or could you right. delegate it right and so it, it just paints a good picture of the full view and yeah. then it's like yeah what because I know when we do when we uh, study servant leadership I teach like the project management classes so that always comes up it's like as a servant leader you're assessing if the people around you that you're leading are likely to also be or become servant leaders themselves. So we want to like foster that in everyone around us. So that's why too, I would say it's, it'd be great to like, be like, all right, this is where I'm going to show up and shine and then delegate those other parts to someone else. Yeah. When you said, um, so at first when you talked about, what was it? Um, like the person, you know, being up front, being in the lead, but then like taking a, was it forward, but then taking a oh, step yeah. back? The two moves are forward and back. And then there's okay. six rolls and four rooms. <laughs> so with the forward and back, just to, yeah. just to touch on that. So in my head, because I'm already like making up, I'm like, this is what I think it means, right? Yeah. And so initially I thought you were going to say, so when you take the step back, I always think of um, like there's a time to lead and there's a time to follow, right? Mm. But then you said moving back, taking a step back for reflection. And I'm like, Absolutely. Because like, no matter what it is that you're doing, 
I think if we take that time to, you know, just reflect on what it is, it's like very grounding, lets us know is like, is this the direction that I want to lead in? How are things going? You just get time to assess, evaluate, make any pivots if necessary. Um, but initially, like I said, I thought of like, there's a time to lead and a time to follow. And I think you, it makes a great leader to know when is the time to follow. And so then speaking on, you know, knowing where to delegate that in some sense is like, I'm leading this part of it, but I'm delegating this part of it. And because I designated this person, I'm allowing them to lead in that area and whatever they need support with, I'll be there, but I'm not in the forefront of that particular, like you have the bouncer, like you said, so I'm not bouncing, but <laughs> that bouncer knows I'm accessible if you need me for additional support, if I need to get additional support to support you, however that goes. Um, and so it just made me think of that. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting um, to take that time to reflect because yeah, a great leader does that whether in the mist or after. Um, if you can do it in the mist, that's even that's even much more powerful. Um, right. But sometimes we're just going, 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 right? And um, oh, so <laughs> this makes me think of um, like my, my presentation. So throughout the presentation, I had so many times where I had grounding exercises and we'd like take breaths, we ground. And I, I've, I borrowed the energy of PQ, touching <laughs> back on that. The things that I think um, are very powerful and useful from PQ, but um, things that I was already doing in my life, but I'm just saying PQ, because that's what it was like coined as from, you know, the, the course, but in, in the midst of like doing a presentation, I found it so, uh, it was amazingly powerful to do a reflection within. So like, if I ask the question, like, you know, what's holding you back from stepping into your power? What's holding you back from knowing that, from seeing yourself as number one? Before I would ask whatever question it was, especially if I felt like it was something that could really be um, emotionally provoking for someone, uh, I'm like, let's ground, like, we're going to ground first. Like, I, they didn't know the question that was coming up or the exercise that was coming up, but I'm like, we're going to ground in this so that we can, you know, set the tone and our energy for what we're about to get into. And for me, as the facilitator, as the presenter, it allowed me to like reflect for a second ground and reflect on what am I, am I, am I in the right space? You know, am I going in the right direction? Am I, you know, saying the right thing? Oh, maybe I need to slow down or whatever, whatever comes up for me. And so it was um, mutually beneficial to have this exercise in the middle of the, the presentation, which I personally, I'm trying to think of any presentation that I have actually been to uh, that they like made space to like, like, Hey, let's pause let's take a breath. Let's do this together. Like I had a bunch of affirmations and things like that, but I'm also in the space of like, I'm, I'm doing wellness coaching, you know? And so most of the presentations I've seen, they haven't been around wellness. Um, maybe one, uh, Resiliency, which is a great program um, by this amazing lady, Alessandria. But I haven't been in the space of people doing a lot of work around wellness um, and presenting. Not saying I haven't been in the space with them, um, but as far as presenting, I haven't had the opportunity to see a lot of presentations. So I'm just thinking about 
that whole reflection, taking a step back, um, and then also allowing others to lead. So even in the presentation, though I'm the presenter, I'm making space, you know, I'm asking a question and then allowing people to like step up and answer too, letting them kind of lead the conversation to see where it goes and well, is there a connection here? Have you experienced that? Instead of it just solely being me, the leader, you know, it's 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 a space for us to all kind of like rise to the occasion to be leaders and to present our best selves. So um yeah, I, I really have to take a look at this book, Host Leadership, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And the other part of stepping back to is um, meeting with a mentor or a trusted advisor, too. So I, I think um, that was the other piece there. It's helpful in life <laughs> as well. Yeah, but that's that's good. I, I think you'd like if you could ever check it out and maybe it'll come around to your side of the country, the, the WELCOA conference. It's the Wellness Council of America. And you'll see a, a mix of like, there's like people there who are like speakers who are like those hanging on every word like a TED talk because they're just great speakers in the spotlight. And then there's breakout workshops and whatever level of integration of letting people ground or not or what have you and then they'll have special sessions where they are maybe like a meditation or yoga or something like that so uh, maybe um yeah you're getting in there one day even as a workshop uh I, and I saw someone many spies she she works getting back to the suicide prevention um she was one of the speakers and she runs a whole bunch of programs for companies that are so impactful. And one of the slides she put up was the 3D scans of the brain and what does a typical brain look like versus what does a burnt out brain look like versus what does a suicidal brain look like? And it was just, you know, less and less oxygen getting to certain parts of the blood, the brain. So it looks like cottage cheese basically or all these holes in the brain and so being able to understand that when people are suicidal they don't see any other options like so many people who try to kill themselves and live they say I didn't see any other any other option right like there's there's physiologically like biologically physiologically everything is um truly embodied, right? Like, so to understand that and to have the compassion for people to be around them. And I know you said like, it was so heavy to hear all the stats because of course it is. And when someone commits suicide in the family, it's the odds of someone else doing it are just skyrocket so, so high um, as well. And so that of course is double heartbreak, um, but to, give them the time to like, yes, we heard all those stats. Now we're gonna ground ourselves and we're gonna do this workshop about caring for ourselves. And I know the next part's gonna be a little rocky roller coaster. So we're gonna ground ourselves again. So that's yeah. beautiful to like literally read the room and create that for them to like keep them safe. Um, and, and keep them engaged that's that's super cool so 
I, I know you said you couldn't film it. You weren't able to film it. No. So, yeah, I, I didn't film it. Um, you know, I made a judgment call because the way the room was set up, um, like I didn't have anyone with me to actually film for me, right? And so I was like, you know, I'm going to set my phone up and I'm going to record myself. And because this was the, this is a, one of my newest uh, workshops that I've created and I'm in a new space. Um, I really wanted to just be in the moment. And so I didn't, end up, I didn't end up um, recording it because of that. I had to say to myself, you know, I'm doing all this just to try to get a recording. I'm doing too much. It shouldn't, it should be a lot more effortless, you know, to do it. And I really wanted to take the time to focus on my audience and connect with them rather than, you know, hope my phone doesn't fall if it shifts. Can people see me? Is the phone in the way? All of that like weird stuff because I'm trying to present and like be a videographer at the same time. And so I thought it was the best judgment call to not do that. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because the energy that we shared, the authenticity that we shared, I feel like for me, that would have been missed. Um, whether... I didn't give my best and most authentic self or whether I miss what someone was saying because I'm like focused on like hoping this camera is going right or I'm saying the right thing and this is my posture, this and that, you know, <laughs> I really just wanted to be in the space with the people. And I did that. And funny enough, at the end, I'm like, wow, this presentation went well like I did an amazing job and then they're telling me you know how impactful and how great and how thankful and all these great things and then I was like oh man I really do wish I would have recorded it but I honestly don't know if I would have got the same energy and I would have delivered in the same way especially it being the first time I'm presenting it now I've presented this presentation in a room full of no one <laughs> and, you know, I'm just my make-believe audience and I'm like, you know, practicing because that's what I do. And it went perfect. It was amazing. The crowd shouted. But then you get in a space with like real people, real energy, real humans, and it's much different. And um, I just wanted to, to, to give all my energy and all my attention to them because, you know, like I said in the beginning of uh, my presentation, like, you know, I was so appreciative that they came to support me. And I'm here to support them as well, you know? And so I love always, you know, letting people know, like, this is a mutually beneficial exchange mm -hmm. we're having. Yes. And I want to give all that time, attention, and love energy to them without concern for anything else but the people, you know? And so it, it turned out to be amazing. I do... I mean, if I had someone to record, it would have been awesome. But yeah, I'll do this workshop again and again. So, you know, I'm looking for more spaces to be able to present this workshop. Um, so I'm, I'm looking towards like corporate arenas, the corporate arena. So because of, I guess, the title, um, I have to tailor it. So I have to have like two versions of, of the work and so that's new to me because you know I spoke to my 
master coach. My target audience is uh, different than the audience that will pay. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's it's like a question of like you know, you know, you question yourself like, is this an alignment? You know, integrity and a whole bunch of things, right? But then to think like, if I go after, um, if I go after the corporate world to present this because people need self care no matter where they're at, right? My my target audience is are women of color you know, and can they afford the workshop? All, all these different things, right? But going to organizations that can afford it and mm-hmm. will be able to get these women in the space, but also where the money at, like corporate America, these uh, big companies, they have budgets for uh, wellness and self-care, you know what I mean? Like they want that. They want their uh, employees to be healthy and they want them doing, they want them performing to the best of their ability. So, you know, having uh, that piece of wellness as um, a support within the workspace is important. And then it doesn't mean that my target audience is not in corporate either, but it frees up more time. So I've been like, I'm sitting with that because like the name of my uh, workshop is not, I guess, corporate attractive. Well, it could be though, because there was um, some of the ones that I've seen like are around play and improv. And so it, it it's good to have a secondary title, but think of the people who are screening you in HR and people ops. And what's going to make them say like, ooh, versus this is the same thing everything else, everyone else is pitching me, right? Mm. Um, So like understanding that as well. Um, And then, yeah, it comes to the pricing. So I've been thinking about this too, because I've been doing Havening Touch and I got certified in Havening Touch, which helps get those delta waves going in your brain and all sorts of healing and resilience and good stuff. And it's like, well, how much would I charge an hour? And then I realized my friend was like, you can't just let people hire you for an hour. Her opinion was they need to buy at least three sessions because otherwise if they don't get the results they want after one, they're going to not be happy and stay mm-hmm. back. So it's like, yeah, you know, typically that's a good amount for people. So they, okay, I have a package for three, a package for six. But then the same thing. So I'm going to do a workshop up the street at a yoga studio, seven sessions, and we're going to do it with the six phase meditation and um, havening for your, your chakras. So going each week covering a different chakra, but only mm-hmm. working with the resilience building angle. And then I figured if people want to join like a group where we could have a theme like confidence or EQs get the professional one in there I'm right with you with that you know I could use the same basically the same stuff that I use for the chakras with but call it for embodied EQ right mm-hmm. now corporate and then or or professional just looking to get professional development units why not and then have um you know these different groups where people could bring more issues to the table but I'd still have the right container where it's okay if someone starts to like have a really high distress 
we could still contain it versus the yoga studio versus if I do like a free drop in zoom, what am I ready for? You know, like, so, and, and so that's how I've been thinking about it. And, and also like the name, name your own price is cool. Like I've been buying so many things, name your own price. And I pay the top dollar because I can, but I like that they have the lower one. And there was a time in my life where I would have picked the lower one. And so there's ways around it or scholarships, things like that, or even telling the businesses that you work with, because I've seen this, someone coming to me, because I actually work in people ops HR. So people always try to write to me about uh, using their stuff. And they said, um, if you sign up to take these courses, we donate X percent of amount of money to like this minority organization. And then you could like, you get to claim that too. Like, you know what I mean? Like that goodwill too. Um, almost like Tom's Shoes, kind of like mm -hmm. when you buy this from us, we sponsor it at a women's shelter or we do this or we do that. We, you know what I mean? Like you're part yeah. of it. So I think there's just creative ways to like make it happen so that you can serve the people you want to serve and, and have the money coming in from the people who could actually be that, that, that paying customer that helps you keep the lights on in your own house right like so yeah. I think um it's an interesting mix yeah, yeah. That, that's a new space to be in um when you create something you have this vision you know you get clear you get clearer as you continue on your path and then you know you, you get to a space where you're open to shifting and so you know, I'm doing this presentation about the selfish shift, you know, which is all about really taking back the word selfish and redefining it for, for yourself in a way that eliminates the whole idea of, you know, doing things you know, just solely for you, having this egotistical mindset about doing things and claiming that, you know, being selfish is really in the best benefit of you and also the people around you. The more you take care of yourself, the better you can be towards everyone in the world. The more you can give with your cup full and overflowing versus from this lack. And, you know, to be in a space of like, I'm like, yes, we're shifting. We need to be more selfish, not just selfish, but selfish. Yeah. I'm like, I'm shifting. I'm telling you, like, you need to, you should, you should be shifting. And then like, here I am, I'm shifting too, not only in, um, within myself, but also within like how I'm trying to market my business, like who I'm targeting. And so my, my target audience will forever and always be the women that look like me that, you know, come from where I come from, who have very similar struggles to, to what I, I have had and am currently like moving through. But also knowing that I can still open myself up to other opportunities like I don't have to have this mindset that if I'm not just serving my target that 
you know, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like there's a way to get to them as well, you know, and maybe even more effectively by taking, um, taking opportunities that I never thought, like, I was like, I'm leaving corporate, you know, and then now I have my own business and here I am now to, oh. to almost three years and this will be my third year having my business. Um, and I'm like looking back to corporate America, but not so that I can work for them, but so that I can, we, like we're, we're doing a mutually beneficial thing for each other versus, yeah. you know, I'm sitting in a seat getting paid by you at your hourly rate or whatever, or salary. Um, and I still can impact the people that I want to. So I'm, I'm doing the shift within myself and figuring out how do I maximize my time? How do I make more money so that I can like buy my time back and do more of what I love rather than like the hustle and the bustle and, um, you know, not feeling the, not saying it has to be immediate rewards, but, you know, struggling through it more so than, um, you know, conquering it. Cause at this point, uh, I know I, I can be doing, I'm doing more. And so, because I'm doing more, I want to see more and I also want to impact more. So trying to figure out like the, like, how do I do all of that? Um, at the same time, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting space to be in. So, you know, I'm setting up, like, I'm, I'm working through new strategies, connecting with new people, which is awesome. You are one of them. I'm getting yeah. so beautiful nuggets, you know. So. Have your daughter make the art and say that all the proceeds go to support you running these courses at w women's shelters or something like this, right? Mm. Or, um, I wonder if corporate would ever sponsor people to come in and join their training, but that could be huge, like all the way around, not just for your program. Like, could you imagine like if they just had these extra spots and said like people in our community wouldn't afford to come here, but we're going to like let them come into our business and learn it right. Like with us and like, that could be interesting too. And it could be something that carries beyond your program like we mm. did like i was doing the disc training if there were some people on the street of la i could have been like hey come on in we have extra seats at the table like what you know yeah. you want to learn it? no what are you talking about i don't want to learn that um but but it could be right like like you know some traditions yeah. like when you set the table for a holiday you leave like an extra seat right an extra meal um Mm. And just to like open ourselves up to, to being really more compassionate, um, yeah. too. Uh, but I, I do think, yeah, if, if everything, anything feels icky, like I would say, you just be asking those questions that open you up to like the answer where you get the money and you get to serve the way you want. Um, even if you work at other nonprofits, because nonprofits have money. Yeah, absolutely. And support the people that they're supporting and they're the ones paying you. So, um, or it could be a mix. But like you're saying, yeah. Yeah, where, where, where do you put your time? Because um, yeah. I, I think I definitely want to work with people in prisons and women's centers and like do all those things and like not get paid. But I also think 
I'm at the point too where like money sometimes come in comes in from like this other way of like just me thinking like oh wow um I didn't get this I don't know what it is I like with the wrist roller mini foam roller like I don't do anything for it but I feel like when I do good in the world I get more orders I don't know if that makes sense but like so it's like the money kind of comes in even though I'm not getting paid to do certain things with that support it but that's a weird place to get to because most of my life I was like paycheck to paycheck in debt so worried about money like so big debt like all these things and you know they always give advice oh you should have x amount in your bank account in case you lose your job like they never could do that and like 52 years old (laughs) like you finally have like that cushion right and like so it's hard for people who are still in that struggle mode to like see it like the way I'm seeing it now like yeah the money's just gonna flow in this is gonna flow you know like it, it sounds like a shitty thing to say honestly right in front of people but like that's I know you're you kind of get get, get that. Stuff, but that's but that's it that's, does I'll go do stuff for free like a lot like so I'm not opposed, right, to doing, oh, my God, I'm never opposed to doing anything for free just because the impact that it can have. And you don't yeah. know what connections will come from that, but more so just to be in front of people doing what I love. And so I'm so in the vibrational space of knowing that it comes because it does. I I, I only know that because I've seen it in my life for myself, but I understand like what you're saying. Like, it's hard to tell people that because it might not feel like a great thing to tell someone like, I'm, trust me, it's gonna come. They're like, what are you talking about? Like my rent's overdue. I'm, you know, I'm behind on this. I'm scraping by, I'm borrowing money from this and that one. And, um, you know, it, it depends like where you, where you're at vibrationally. And so, you know, for me, everything that I decide that I need to do. I'm like, oh, we got to meditate on this. We got to take it to the ancestors. Like, what do I do? You know, so um, just having like these new ideas about like, well, how do I go about, you know, continuing to level up, but, you know, making sure that what I'm doing is in alignment and I'm still staying true to myself. So anything that feels like, like you said, like icky, if it doesn't feel true to my passion and purpose, I'm not going to be able to do that. I I was applying for jobs recently um, to be a coach, um, but within like, like one of them was to be, I forget the exact um, title, but it was like a college success coach. Okay. Love that. I've worked with youth before. I've done um, college readiness. So in alignment with my experience, Um, but then I start thinking about like the time and, uh, like all the things they want me to do. And I'm like, okay, I have this going on with my kids and I have that. Uh And then it was like, oh, so I started saying, I'm like, you know what? I don't want this job. I didn't say that to the people went through the interview. Great interview. Amazing. But I started putting out vibrationally, like, I don't want this opportunity. It's not for me because the things that I'm trying to do, one, it's going to take my focus from my business, no matter how much you say like, oh, I can do my full-time job and I can like, you know, continue to do my business 
you know, at night or on the weekends, I'm trying to like say to myself, like, in order for my business to be full-time, even if I'm not making the full-time money, like right now, or I don't have the full-time money in my hands at this moment, I have to treat it like it's my full-time to make it manifest my full-time. So I can't like do a full-time, part-time my business if I want it to be full-time because it's just going to take way too, the the amount of time that it's going to take for me to excel is going to be, you know, it's not going to make sense. Um, But, you know, I put that out into the universe. Like, I don't, you know, no thank you to the most high creator. And, you know, please continue to give me the energy and give me the connections and all the support that is around what I need to do to get my message out there, to grow my business. And it's, it's working. You know what I mean? I keep saying, I don't see, I might not see the money like in my bank account, but you know, it's on its way. You know, if the money is mine, you know, these relationships, these connections, these opportunities, they're mine. You know, they're just, they're, they're the time they're waiting to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that date yet. That's the only thing. It hasn't come to that date. (laughs) Um, But it's, it, it really is, you know, a whole energy shift, a whole vibrational shift uh to like kind of claim what is yours like as it is now whether you have it tangibly in your hands or not and so I've been doing that and it's been working you know I, I I'd love to tell everybody like you know just claim it own it you know and, and it, it it will be it's harder to tell someone who's not of that vibration like you have to bring yourself to that vibrational level to have what it is that you want. You know, you can't be like, I'm hoping you have to be like, it is. And forcing doesn't work either. And banging your head against the wall, forcing, and then then being even more frustrated uh, because you've tried so hard and all that. And so I see the meme, less hustle, more flow. And that's really, that's when my business outperforms my full time was when I was like more spiritually connected and I just let me unfold. And, and I know it sounds weird, but that's as you hear it over and over again from people. And then someday you're just finally like, oh yeah, (laughs) that is the way. (laughs) Agreed. I love that. That is the quote of my night. Um, I haven't heard that one yeah oh really yeah yeah. less hustle more flow and I'm like yeah that makes sense like what it's like maybe it was I heard it in my head but I've never heard it spoken because it just it's it's in alignment with where I'm at spiritually so I love that yeah Yeah, thank you for that thank you it's some Instagram meme or something like that (laughs) it's not a Jessica Jake original but (laughs) Still, we're like, we're passing the good nuggets, you know, we're passing those on. I love but that. It is true. And, and everything that you're doing to help people get out of burnout physiology and prevent themselves from being in constant chronic stress um, is helping them to get to that state where they can receive, right? Um, and, and that's huge, too. I mean, that's, that's the biggie. I I was I was advised for what I'm doing to call it heart space. And so um her name is uh I'm gonna say it yeah Aria Aria Lorenz, I think that's how you say it. And I was on a call with like so many people, I want to say like 600. 
And she was doing these soul contract readings for only four people. And I was supposed to take a call for an interview. And I felt in my body, and I could tell this call was going to run long. She already done, she already did three. She was going to do one more. My legs and my blood, it felt like a weight pulling me down into where I was sitting. Like you're not going anywhere. I just felt it in my body. I was like, oh, she's going to be the next, I'm going to be the next one she calls. And so I pretended, did you ever see Seinfeld with Uncle Leo? Like, I'm used, I'm an old man. So I had this interview for like a good contract. And so I wrote to her like, oh, I don't see a zoo with the invite. Like, duh, she's gonna call me. But I figured it's gonna buy me like a little bit of time. <laughs> this poor woman like let me, not one, but two voicemails. But of course I was the next one that she picked. I just like something was like, you're here, you're the one. So she told me um, she sees my soul contract as helping women and what I'm doing. She's like, are you ready helping women? I'm like, well, I'm helping a lot of people with havening and they're mostly women, I guess, like out of like 30 people, like maybe there was one or two men. Uh, so I was like, you're pretty much what I'm doing anyway, not on purpose. Um, and she's like, call it heart space. And it's going to start with like the feeling and like real hard but then it's going to be some kind of physical place and so I was just like all right after all that I so I went online and I bought heartspacesd.com because I'm in San Diego so um but that was like one of those things where it's like you're you're tuned in and it's just like all right this is for me of all the odds that it was would be me it shouldn't have been me it's just math but it was and um yeah. And, and those kinds of things. And I think it is easier to talk to people. Like I was like super conscious leadership and like people are just like, shut up. Like, you know, like you talk about a heart space, it's still connecting to spirit, but it's, and the heart is just so, so important in that, right? It's like, that's the connection between earth and and beyond is, is making sure your heart's in a good spot. So that was mm. just super cool. That was my, one of my latest adventures. I love that. That is awesome. Now, see, now this is us um, getting into our spiritual nerd time. Like, I love I that. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, oh, we're going to talk about like serious stuff today. <laughs> she had a really good tip. Like, she has lots of good tips, but she um, said when you're manifesting and you get that feeling that you want, because it's more about the feeling than about, um, uh anything else like your thoughts or whatever it's more like how it feels to you um she's like magnify that by like I don't know if she said 300 percent or a thousand percent she's like so that way if doubt ever comes in you magnified it like so so high that the doubt it's not going to knock you down with your doubts and um, so yeah she's got some cool 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 advice do you want to say hi to no, Jay just came in with Costco because I told her we'd be done at 7.30, which of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> which of course, I know I could talk to you forever, which is why it's like, we're just going to keep going. We have, we had, we had yummies time. We had tied a date. <laughs> I love it. 
Puns with Alexa time. Oh my gosh. All of it. All of it. We we got we have so much more <laughs> that we're gonna be talking about. I absolutely love it. And this well, hopefully great. I'll have a good story because if you recall, I've never been under anesthesia and they wanted me to get this colonoscopy. And the biggest appeal to it was maybe I could use this opportunity to have an out-of-body experience. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so I try to train myself because I'm terrified of it, but not anymore because I was looking at pictures and zooming into the mask because I wanted to I put on music that would pump me up. And uh, so I'm looking at this image of a mask and zooming it in as if it's coming in my face and through the whole of the mask I'm picturing I want to see Jake who's I'm named after it's a, just a great dog. Um, who lived nine nine short months but changed everybody's life and so I like picture like through the mask I'm gonna get to Jake and I listen to this song that pumps me up and I'm just like like you know so this is my this is my informal uh, <laughs> plan I tried to see if someone could give me uh tips uh in my astral academy group but I didn't get anything that would no. help me so I figured it's all about again that intention see the mask coming take your opportunity because uh, I've heard too it's like it hits you before you know it so I gotta be like ready yeah You're already like in the mind space like I you? see the mask there's this hole or if they I think it, they have to give me a mask but it's like if they just give me drugs in the tube I'm gonna like visualize the, the whole of the tube and like I'm mm -hmm. going to going to Jake um I want to see my dad too and my grandparents etc but I figured uh, I'd go see that little guy. It's yeah, it's awesome. You can you can definitely have an intention and then get so much more than you expected from it. And I want to so. remember it too. That's the other part because I'm yeah. sure you know we all travel. Who knows where when we fall asleep? But we don't remember it. So I want to. I need. If to you have your phone nearby, hopefully you can. I'm not too sure how to go, but like immediately after, like just record, oh. even if you're like this. That's how I was able to account for like every single out of body experience. I had to record it immediately oh. because it was just like a dream. Like, so now that I've been working with crystals um, to support me with my um, psychic abilities, um, I, whatever I dream of, like I have to record it as soon as I wake up or it's gone. Ooh. Or what happens is I'll go throughout my day and something will spark me to remember what happened. But if you can get it as soon as you come up, even if you're still kind of like foggy, yeah. that's going to be like the best to record that experience. Uh, I don't know. I'll ask her about that because I'm not sure what the what the setup's going to be or if my daughter's going to be allowed to be there with me. Of course, I told her don't record me because you always see those family members showing their other people after anesthesia and it's quite ridiculous so she says no promises mom but now I'll be like <laughs> I do want you to record me so I can uh, mm -hmm. remember that's a great tip see yeah. a real tip that's exactly what I wanted <laughs> <laughs> a little something <laughs> Oh, yes. I'm excited to hear your story. Hopefully you come back with such a great, memorable experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, because then we can really have like a nice spiritual conversation. Your big event was speaking in front of 500 people. My big event is getting a colonoscopy. <laughs> 
but with intention, with intention. It's bigger than the colonoscopy. Next thing you know, like this will work and people be like, oh, I want to do that too. And all the doctors are going to be like, there's a sudden rise in requests for colonoscopies. We don't understand. Oh my God. <laughs> You're going to be like um, pushing the wave of this movement forward. <laughs> Hey, saving people from getting colorectal cancer. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> All yeah. right. Fine spot is any to sign off. As always, it's so fun talking to you. And you as well. Thank you so much. And I definitely hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Oh, this has been exciting. <laughs> so fun. All right. Well, take good care and we'll do it again soon, I'm sure. Right. This is so clear. Sunlight streaming up better. Shine up like the beans and the sweater. Keep on dreaming, dream to get better.